Hey, hey, everybody. On this episode of the Sam Chance Boxing, we're going to go back to Vegas. We're going to take a look at the T.O. card. Keyshawn is on there as well. Also, we're going to preview the fights happening this weekend on Top Rank and with the Zone Golden Boy. Also, Canelo made his announcement earlier this week, so we're going to take a look at that. And the match announced earlier this week as well. Devin Haney, Ryan Garcia this April, and look ahead of all the great action that we're actually going to get before the summer even starts. So guys, gals, strap in. Here we go, Sap and Chance. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Sam Patan's Boxing. It is Thursday, Friday Eve. I am joined with my man with the master plan, Mr. Chance Michaels. Chance, how you doing, buddy? Doing good. Yourself? Can't complain, man. The weekend is fast upon us, so that always makes me happy. We have a good wrestling, a bunch of wrestling this weekend. Plus, we also got a couple cards. One this Friday and one this Saturday. So, a nice night. Nice, oh, plus UFC. So, you know, it's going to be a fun weekend. So, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited. It should be fun. Yeah, it's a lot of action. A lot of combat sports. A lot of combat sports, man. You got to love that time of the year. And also, by the time this airs, I believe pitchers and catchers should be reporting to spring training. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Well, yeah. Friday. Okay, perfect. So, here we go, man. This is going to be fun. I love baseball season, man. Something about it. This is the beginning of spring. As much as I love the fall, I love the spring. Yeah, me too. It's a special time. Hockey playoffs, baseball starting. Otani's going to take in BP practice already. He's looking good. So yeah, he does. Looking excited for it all, man. But hey, man, let's get into the show. Let's start with round number one. Teofima Lopez against Jermaine Ortiz. And we'll also take a look at Keyshawn Johnson's victory as well. It goes over Prasada. So yeah, let's get this thing started. Um... There we go. Clock's going. So, your thoughts on the match, man? Very simply, I just thought Tio got frustrated. He couldn't get the. He couldn't get what he wanted. Ortiz. A lot of people are complaining that they thought that it was really boring. Yeah, it wasn't the most aesthetically pleasing match. But you know what? You got to respect the man for sticking to his game plan and his strategy. I mean, that's the way he had to fight to win. Unfortunately, he didn't get the win. Controversy again. Your thoughts? Horrible match. Boring. It's actually, it was garbage. It was, even the commentators are saying it. They didn't say the word garbage. It was terrible. Um, you never know what T.O. is going to show up. And that T.O., he didn't look good. I mean, I get it. Ortiz is running around and stuff. He was trying to admit it, except he wasn't landing shots. But T.O.'s a former champ. He needs to know how to cut off the ring. He wasn't cutting off the ring. And, you know, he was getting all pissed off and far. So, yes, T.O. wanted to engage. He should be able to cut the ring off. He wasn't able to. Um, it was a horrible fight. I don't recommend anybody watching it. Um, they, you know, Ortiz or uh, Tio is blaming Ortiz for running around. They cut the ring off and get at him. End of the day, um, I thought Ortiz won. I thought he got robbed. Um, I thought he had a little bit more to win, but I guess the judges noticed him running around. It was a horrible fight. Then Tio, after he was making sexual references, then he's quoting uh, the Bible. The guy's all over the place. Um, he needs better trainers. He needs better management. Bob Aaron can't keep him in line. He's just a, uh, he needs, he's got mental health. He needs a lot of help. He's all over the map, and he looked horrible, and Ortiz didn't look good, and it was garbage. Terrible. Terrible. Yeah, match. well, I mean, again, I, I come back to that point that I was making. I mean, you know, it, it all comes down to game plan, right? And he, the, 
for Ortiz, the game plan was to stick and move, stick and move. And obviously he knew something there. I mean, again, we talk about the mental health issues and, and things like that when it comes to Tiafimo. And he's easily frustrated, man. I mean, he couldn't handle it. I mean, you're a top-level boxer. You should know what to do, how to cut off that ring if you see what he's doing, that whole fight. Like, I mean, he basically came out southpaw and, and just kind of changed his stance. Well, Theo, just... Theo's not going to headline any pay-per-views anytime soon because you just disappointed all the fans. You talk this big talk. You, you perform like that. And you talk like that after. Who's going to trust you to headline a pay-per-view? We don't know what Teal's going to show up. Now, does he fight down to his competition? Maybe. He looked good against Lomo. He looked bad against Sandor. He looked bad against um, Diaz. So, I don't know. You just can't trust the guy. And, and I met the guy. He's a nice enough guy. But um, yeah. I wouldn't want to pay money to watch him a pay-per-view because I don't know what he's going to do. Well, when he fought Josh, they had over close to a million views for that. Uh, you know, that's what they recorded at close to 900 and something thousand uh, in this one, uh, the numbers came back. Only 500,000 people tuned in for this one. Um, maybe because it was a Thursday. I don't know. But the reality of it is, it's like, you know, yeah, man, it, it wasn't pretty. But like I said, I can't, you know, I can't fault the man. I can't fault the man at all because he was just doing what he was supposed to do. Like he was trying to win. And yeah, he got robbed. He did. I think he did. Mm. He got robbed. But the fight that probably should have been the headline, Keyshawn. What a fight, man. That Thank guy. you, Keyshawn Davis. I said on the podcast, sixth round and under. I actually bet that it was 12 to one, and he did finish him in the sixth round, like I said. So that, you know, made a nice little win for me. I went 2 and 0 on the, on the predictions. So um, even though I should have lost Ortiz, um, because Matteo got the win, so I went 2 0. Keyshawn looked good, man. He, he did what he had to do. He finished the guy, he hit the body, hit the head. He didn't waste punches. He only threw punches when he needed to throw punches, and he made them count. He wasn't. Punching the air like Tio Ortiz, where he made them count. Pedraza shot. He hasn't made this weight in four years. He's old. He's tired. He's about too many miles uh, on the car. And um, Keyshawn looks good. Um, he called out Tio, and if they do a fight, uh, Keyshawn's going to whoop him. Yeah, he's yeah, quicker. Yeah. He's stronger. Um, he's got a better game plan, a better team. He's focused. Um, Keyshawn looked great, man. He's an up and coming uh, rising star. He keeps fighting like that. Exciting. Yeah. No, it was exciting. I mean, he took care of him in the sixth round. I mean, he really beat him up in the sixth round. They finally stopped it in the seventh. And just so you know, Javante Davis is the only other guy to ever finish him. Yep. So, Good, man. Pretty, pretty great. crazy. All right, brother man, why don't we move on to the action that's taking place later on this week. We have a card tomorrow night and we have a card Saturday. Let's start with Jojo Diaz against Jesus. And I love his middle name, Ricky Perez. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to this fight, man. I I think it's going to be really interesting, and and uh, you know, I I think there's things in this fight that that people are going to be interested in. Now, my takeaway is very simply: I think that JoJo brings a bit more agility to this matchup, and I think his job is is a little bit more crisper. The one thing about Ricky here that he has going for him is his power and that unpredictability. Uh, Jojo coming off two wins, whereas Diaz is coming off a bunch of losses here, man. So there's a lot Doing more. In his last five yeah. fights, yeah. So Diaz, you know, he's a former champion. He beat Javier Fortana in yeah. 2021. Then he won a three-fight losing streak. Now, there's no shame in losing to Devin Haney, which he did do. So he lost those three fights while fighting Haney. This fight, um, it's free on the zone. This is not a pay-per-view because nobody would buy it because these guys... Well, they're good, but they're not great. Perez, like I said, Perez, this is a 
this is a tune-up fight for Jojo to get him back up in the upper echelon. Perez was two and three in his last five fights. Um, Jojo is a minus 700 favorite. That goes to tell you everything you need to know. That's basically saying he'll stop Perez. Um, Jesus Perez. I don't know if he will or not. I mean, Jojo's a better fighter. He's got the better resume. Um, but he's had a losing streak too. Both these guys won these losing streaks and um, something's got to change here. So it'd be a big upset if uh, Jesus was to pull it off. But um, I got Jojo finish him in under eight rounds. I just think he's he's fought better competition and uh, he's former champion and he's hungry. And uh, hopefully it's a good fight. It's free. It's on the zone. It's at the casino in, uh, in California at the Commerce Center. So yeah, should be a good card. Well, I, I, I think it should be. I think Jojo is going to win it as well, but I think he's going to win it by decision. The reason I'm saying is, is because of that X factor of that power shot. I almost feel like Jojo is going to try to play it safe and, you know, work from the outside, kind of like what we saw last week, right? I mean, just working from the outside, getting your shots in and just building up your points and staying away from that power. Um, because like I said, he does have a powerful, powerful shot. And if he lands it maybe just once, that's all he needs. So I think we're going to see a bit more of a cat and mouse kind of a chess style match here myself personally. But that being said, if he breaks him down and does what he does, you're, you're right too. So, yeah, I mean, he, um, you know, he's, he, he lost to Gary Russell for the WC, WBC belt. He has, he's been in there with Haney. He's been in there with better competition. He's been a former champion. He knows he needs to win this fight. If he ever wants to headline anything ever again, cannot lose to Jesus Perez. No, um, I don't want to. I basically say Jesus Perez is a journeyman at best. He's got a good record, but two and three in his last five fights, he's on the downward spiral. Both guys will be hungry at least because they need this win. So, like you yeah. said, should be some good fireworks here and uh, see what happens. Yeah, no, I'm I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be fun. And people do forget that you know he really pushed Devin Haney. Jojo did when they fought. Yeah, he's a good fighter. Right. Yeah, I got it. I got it eight rounds and under ref stoppage uh, TKO Jojo Diaz. There you go. There you go. That's happens. that round. All right, brother man, we're doing really good here. Let's move on to the next fight, which is happening this Friday from MSG. WBC. In the theater, not in the real arena. In the theater. In the Hulu Big distinction. Theater. Yeah, yeah. Uh, super lightweight title is on the line. We have Oshiki Foster, the champion, going in against Abraham Nova. I'm looking forward to this fight, guy. I'm telling you straight up, I believe this is going to be one of the sleeper fights that people are going to go, shit, I wish I didn't miss it. Uh, your initial thoughts on it? Well, I'll break it down. Abraham Nova first. He's got a deep amateur pedigree. He's yeah. super, super strong for his size. People are going to realize that. I, uh, he's super, super strong. This, however, is his first world title fight. Uh, he's right. ranked number 12 by the WBC. Uh, he's a plus 600 underdog, so he's not getting a lot of respect. However... I think he's in old zone with Foster. I still have Foster winning this by decision, but um, Abraham Nova is no joke. He's got it all. The amateur, he's strong. It's his first world title fight, so you know he's going to have some butterflies, but you know he's going to come hard for that. Um, and then Foster's a second title defense. He's one of the best super featherweights in the world. Yeah. Ever since Oshaki Foster switched his coach to Bobby Ben eight years ago, he hasn't lost. Yeah, He's beat Ray Vargas for the WBC belt. Um, he's a major, major favorite here. He's a minus 1,000 favorite. That's So that's, basically, yeah. you got to put $1,000 on Foster to win 100. So Abraham Lowe was getting no respect um, by the Sharks, um, by the Sharks, the Vegas uh, odds makers. But uh, it should be a good fight. Like I said, Foster's hungry since he switched coaches. He hasn't lost in eight years. Um, I think the streak continues. I got Foster by unanimous decision. It's a free card. It's on TSN, on ESPN+. Um, it's going to be this a great Friday. fight. Your thoughts? 
this Friday. Yeah, my thoughts, you know what? You covered a lot of what I was going to say. I'll say this about Nova, though. The one knock on Nova is that he can be pretty much beat anybody he wants except the top guys in the division, so to speak. Kind of reminds me. Kind of reminds me of one Ryan Garcia. You know what I mean? Like he'll always that Ryan Garcia is a mega star, though. But no, no, no. But in the ring, take all the stardom and everything away. They're very similar in terms of what they can accomplish, right? Mm -hmm. Um, that's probably the only knock. I mean, we saw that against Rob Z Ramirez when he lost to him, then he moved up into weight. My keys to this is for me, honestly. When when I look at Foster, I think the one thing that's going he needs to utilize and use properly is his up jab. I think that up jab is going to be beneficial. Again, you mentioned it, and if anyone didn't hear you, Nova stance, the way he brings himself in, right? Um, super and, strong, right? Super strong. But but that up jumper uppercut, I think, is is something that he needs to look at. Also, his foot, you know, um, working off the front foot because Nova likes to move back a lot. You know, working off that front foot, using that jab, setting up shots. I think those are the keys to victory for him. For Nova, myself personally, I think he needs to, you know, focus on his footwork and moving around, not moving back so much. More lateral movements will benefit him in this fight. But at the end of the day, I think there's the competition's too much. Foster and 12 decision. Yep. Looking forward to this fight, man. I really, truly am. I think this is going to be one of those really, really fun fights. And, and the thing that separates top rank is they got the best commentators. When you've got Joe Tessitore and Tim Bradley out there, they added a little special feel to it. Um, some of the other um, fight promotions that are commentating is not quite as good as this. So when that I, always special. Outside of Showtime with Malo Ronaldo as their main guy, I mean, those all those other pieces are interchangeable than usually are with top with with Showtime. The thing I find it moral. He's like Pat McAfee. He's too over the top. Everything is yelling. Everything is the greatest hit, the greatest fire. It's too much. It's too yeah. too fake. It's too contrived. No. Where Tesla comes a little off a little more natural. I, I get you. What my point is being is they have a certain chemistry because they always work together. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like where and all the other promotions, I always find the especially with the zone, the commentating teams are always interchanged. Right? There's no constant. Top Rank's doing it right. You have the two guys. You're basically Top Rank's King and, and King and uh, Ross. You know, they they, they, they have that chemistry. They feed off of each other. They know how to work with one another. I do like Sergio Mora for uh, for zone. He's good, but yeah. Um, Mora Morello's okay, but he's a little over the top. He's a little too much sometimes. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. All right, brother man, let's get into round number four. I believe we're at that point. Um... Canelo made his announcement on Tuesday on Azteca TV. Uh, basically, he is saying that I will fight May the 4th somewhere in America against an American opponent. Vegas. Like, well, that's what he said, but we, we know, right? So Vegas, yeah. uh, the options, and it's an American opponent. So David Benavides, Charlo, or Crawford. Who do you think he's going to pick? Or Munguia. Well, no, Monkey is Mexican. He says he's not having a Mexican fight. Okay, um, it's going to be Charlo. He's already yeah. kind of set up, but he's back. It's not going to be Benavidez. I'm telling Benavidez and his dad are talking like they're talking, insulting him, calling him names. And I was not going to fight you just despite you guys to hold up your money. They should. They got to tone it down a little bit. They post the memes and memes and calling him chicken and and all this stuff. Canelo's not scared of David Benavidez. He's been there at Triple G. He's been there at Floyd. Canelo's not scared of him. You yeah, fight, no. when you the A side. You fight. 
when the A side wants to fight you. So I think it's going to be Charlo Crawford probably in September, but Charlo or Crawford for sure. It's not going to be David. Well, he's got two more fights left on the PBC deal here, right? So this is going to be number two. And then I guess Mexican Independence Day in September will be number three. And you're probably right. I have a feeling it's going to be Bud that will get that match. Um, you know, and, you know, just the question is, is where does David go? Who does he fight? But we'll talk about that another day. Yeah. What I really wanted to talk about. I think it's going to be Charlo and May, though. I think he wants to finish the Charlo brothers off. Well, I think he does, too. And I think he will. Right. I mean, you know, that's just a given. But here's what I really wanted to bring to light. Forget the announcement. Forget it all. This is what I talk about all the time. And we talk about all the time. Star power and, and that pull. Who has it? It's Tyson and this guy here, Canelo. Yep. The guy says, I'm making an announcement. The world stops. Like, well, the boxing world, right? Yeah, yeah. You want to listen. You know? yeah. It's just like people want to hear what he says. The rumors. I'm retiring. I'm doing this. None of it was true. But, but just the fact that Canelo is going to speak, you know what I mean? It's just like, the, you know, the thing is if Ryan Garcia could actually go on like a five or six winning streak, start beating some top guys, he could get that Canelo or Tyson Friedel because he's a good looking guy. He's got a massive social media following. He just got to start winning and he can probably get to that level because his last paper did the 1.2 million. So yeah. Haney, Haney and um, Garcia fighting is good for Haney because Haney's going to get a big, big payday because Garcia brings the fans. No, hundred percent. I agree with you. But we're well, hopefully, Garcia can start winning. You just start we, winning, though. We will talk about that next. But yeah, going forward here, so we know Canelo is fighting May the fourth. We all speculated to be in Vegas, and we speculated to be against the other Charlo brother. So there we go, man. We know what Canelo is doing. So that's that's Canelo, you earned the spot. You know, he won some big fights. You got the money. You're the cash cow. You call the shots. You fight who you want to oh, fight, right or wrong. Him and Tyson are the two guys that get to do that right now, right? At one time, it was Floyd's, you know, uh, privilege to do that. Yeah, so now it's Canelo's time. I have no problem with any of those guys. If you Neither. get to that level, you deserve it. Yeah, you've earned the right to do it. And I gotta give Canelo respect. He gave Triple G his third shot. Game that third fight where he said he was ducking him. Yeah, he made him wait a little bit longer because he got triple got a little bit longer than three, but hey, he did it. He 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 uh he set that record straight with him and um good for Canelo. I gained a lot of respect for him when he did that. Right now, sorry. Speaking of which, um, and I agreed with everything you just said there. Speaking of which. This week, as we talked about just a couple seconds ago, Devin Haney against Ryan Garcia. That's set up for this April, April the 20th, Matt. We're going to see that fight go down in Vegas. Uh, you already talked about it, man. I, I love mean, it. I love this fight because you know what? I think Ryan Garcia is a good guy. He's like a young Dale Hoy. He just needs to start. He's got to win one of these big fights. Like, I get a tank knocked him down, beat the crap out of him. You know, Haney's not going to knock you out. So Garcia has a better chance against uh Haney they did against Tank yeah Haney could is more technically skilled than him but you don't get to remember Haney knocking him. Haney doesn't knock anybody out um so Garcia has a chance in this fight this is going to be a huge huge fight I think they get over a million pay-per-view buys on this one right and a great move by the Haney team they should be fighting Lomo but they don't want no part of that because they know what happened but fighting Garcia is the next best thing it's going to be a big big event and uh, I'm excited for it good match yeah. making no, it, it's really easy, too, because, I mean, both promotions are on the same network. So exactly. I mean, it's just an easy fight to make. Uh, it is the fight to make. I'm really I'm actually cheering for Ryan Garcia in this fight. You know what? I lost a little bit of respect for Haney and his dad. Some of the stuff was saying about Lomo after um, they were refusing to fight him. And, and uh, if you easily beat him, then why not beat the guy again? Because you know what happened. Either way, I'm cheering for Ryan Garcia in this fight. He's a good kid. 
He's had his mental health struggles. I get that. He got clocked by Tank. He made some excuses, kind of cheesy. But at the end of the day, I hope he, I hope he redeems himself and gets a big win. This will, he doesn't put him in the start, but he can beat Haney. Sky's the limit for him. But Haney is a question. He's going to be the underdog. Well, when we get closer, we'll, we'll break it down even further and this and that. But I think right now, just in the early stages of it all, I think, you know, the way, just based on what I've seen so far, I just almost feel Devin fighting the safe fight against him, right? Because Yeah, of, and Devin will probably win. But it's a, like you said, it's a safe fight. But right. you never know. Garcia, he's quick and he's got heavy hands. He doesn't get away with a knockout from Haney, so. But anything yeah. can happen, man. I mean, if anything works out, I mean, again, he's got more time with Derek James now, so they've had a bit more work, and they're going to have another camp together. Um, again, and, and, and Garcia can't smack talk uh, De La Hoya anymore because he got you in the fight with Tank. He's got you, Devin. He's getting you the big, big fights. Now you got to do your part. Yeah, and win. Oh, I completely agree with you. I think also just really again, like Tio, and I, I think Tio, unfortunately, and I say this with all respect, I think Tio suffers from it more. But Ryan, you just don't know which Ryan you're gonna get. True, right? And that's the problem. If and if you think about it, what set this all off before the fight was announced? Those two got into each other's faces backstage. I'd say that's totally staged, man. That's the whole thing was a setup. I mean, it probably, just, yeah, right. I mean, as much as everybody doesn't want to look at wrestling and stuff like that, but wrestling's influence in combat sports. Oh, well, dude, Muhammad Ali got his whole thing from Gorgeous George, right? So it's full I mean, stick from George George's George. So yeah, the fact that wrestling people, influences football, basketball, hockey, all this stuff. If that thing was to shoot, their bodyguards and everyone would have been standing in between it right from the get-go. The fact oh, that, that was staged a little bit of hype to get you excited, yeah. Right, right. But the fact I have no problem with that. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I, don't either, day, right? I don't either, right? But the fact that they did that, you knew something was coming and this and that. So I mean, and they have a history. These kids competed together as kids, man. Yeah. Right, so they go back. They know each other. I'm really looking forward to it, man. Me too. All right, brother, Great man. Happening. I'm excited for this fight. Yeah, so am I, my man. So am I. All right. Well, I tell you what. We're at that stage of the game. Do you have anything that's going down in this day or this week in boxing history? And do we have anything? I do. I do. There's a, quite a few things that went down, but I'm not going to run off a huge list. I'd like to pick out the ones that people know about. Um, so. This week in boxing history, 1993, to be precise, the one and only James Lights out Tony captured the IBF super middleweight title with a dominant win in the bloody ninth round over the one and only Iran, the Blade, Barkley in Vegas, Nevada. Ruthless, ruthless fight. Go check it out. In Tony's prime, he was a headhunter. He was uh, he was the man. You know, he got flabby at the end of his career and got embarrassed in UFC. But hey, good for him for going in there. And uh, it was a great fight. But 31 bro, years ago, man. Ever go over. What's that? He's the first guy to ever go over. Yeah, dude. He's the only guy to ever go over. Show me another boxer who's ever gone into, well, outside of Clarissa Shields, maybe. But other than that. The first, like, the first real crossover fight was when Tim Silva fought, uh, who was it? He fought a former heavyweight champion and knocked him out in a boxing fight. I uh, can't remember who it was now, but uh, that happened. But yeah, I know Tony's the only guy that went in the cage like that. He just went for a payday. He even said it. Yeah, but he got killed but uh all right we got some canadian boxing history here i like to bring up some boxes that you know most people in america don't know but uh we do have some uh former champions here so this one is the one and only matthew hilton he was born in 1965 he's a former ibf junior middleweight champion of the world and he's a younger brother of another former super middleweight champion dave hilton jr so the hilton brothers two former champions of canada were still alive in their late 50s 
check out some of the old fights on YouTube. Pretty skilled fighters. Beautiful man. Canada has a very, very the best the best brother Canada we've ever had in Canada is uh, Davy and Matt. Yeah, well, you know, regardless, across the board, right from you know the beginning of the 19th century onwards, man, there have been a lot of solid Canadian boxers just don't get their due. But you know what? Yeah, we're doing and one more thing. Matthew Hilton was uh, 32 wins, 24 knockouts, uh, eight decisions, three losses, and he, uh, yeah, he's had a great, he had a great career, Canadian, um, Canadian legend. Awesome, man. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Yeah. All right, brother, man. I tell you what, let's get this weekend started. Get with the families, do our thing. Guys and gals, if you're going out this weekend, please have fun. Do what you want to do. But remember, we just want you guys to make the right choices and decisions and get home to your family because they're missing you. And the biggest reason of all, we just want you back here on Tuesday with us. So I'm Bobby Sampson. He's Chance Michaels. In the words of the great ACDC, those that download, like, and subscribe to the podcast, we salute you. We do salute you. Everybody, please have a safe, wonderful weekend. Enjoy the wrestling. Enjoy the boxing. Enjoy the USC. Enjoy whatever it is you're going to do. Just have fun and get home safe. Sam and Chance, out. Mm-hmm.